Uh, shall we pray? Father, we give glory to your name. We adore you. We exalt your name. We love you, God Almighty, because you first loved us. Thank you, God Almighty, for this, uh, this news of love, message of love that you are bringing our way. We magnify your name. We adore you. We, we are getting to know how much, how good you are by how much of your things you want to give to us. The understanding of your gift is making us know the depth of your love. We exalt your name, our Father. We bless you, ancient of days. We thank you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Jesus, Jesus, the living Son of God, we exalt your name. We adore you for all that you went through, not for yourself, but for us. We appreciate you, O oh God. We appreciate you, our God, our Father, our Brother, our Savior. We exalt you. Thank you for laying your life down for us that we might come to where you are. Thank you for becoming all that you became so that we can become what you became. We exalt your name, O God Almighty, for going through all the processes, not because you needed it, but because you want us to come to it. We exalt your name. We adore you. Thank you because we are seeing light. We are seeing the light even in what you are doing and what you have become. We are getting to understand even the, the laws behind your, your making, the laws behind your life. We exalt your name. We exalt you. We exalt you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus, the one who died, the one who rose, the one who paid all the sacrifice to become the living son of God. Though you were the word of God, from the beginning you were the word of God. You were with God and you were God. Yet, for us, for our sake, you became flesh. You became flesh. You became flesh that you might take us to where you came from. We appreciate you, Jesus. We appreciate you, Jesus. You will teach us also. You will help us also. As we are learning you, you will help us also to lay our lives down the way you did. Help us, our God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Help me tonight, Lord. Help me to bring understanding. Help me to bring clarity. Help me to bring light to your people in such a way that they will be able to walk with it. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, there's so much. We thank God for so much that has been said by wonderful and mighty ministers of the gospel who have been preaching since... Um, since Tuesday, it's been awesome. It's been wonderful. And what, what I'm seeing is um, the fact that we need to see. We need to see him. We need to see him. We need to see him so that we can live. We need to see him 
so that we can live. You know, all along what I've just been seeing is our Lord Jesus. I've been seeing our Lord Jesus, the living Son of God. The living Son of God. Our Lord is the, is the patterned Son. Is what every believer should look like. Is what every believer should come, should grow into. Our Lord Jesus Christ. He became the living son, not for himself. He trapped life, everlasting life, eternal life, not for himself. You see, that, that begins to show us the nature of the Godhead. The nature of even the life, the, the law governing the life that we are called to come and inherit is a very high life. Everlasting life is a life of the Godhead. Is the life of the holiest of all. Hallelujah. Is the life of the holiest of, God, of all. And is God's intention. That is the original intention of God for man to have. Man, God determined before man was created, before man was made, that man will inherit his life. Hallelujah. It is the original intention of God for man. For man to have everlasting life. He said it when he was going to make man. He said let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. After our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion after our image after our likeness let them have dominion that was man that he imagined the man the kind of man he was looking for is a man that will have dominion. Now, you don't have dominion without life. You don't have dominion without life. Life is the essence of dominion. Life is the power of dominion. Without life, there cannot be dominion. So God intended, and you know, the, the first man that he made, which was Adam, the Bible says Adam was a living soul. He created Adam and he made him, he breathed into his nostrils and he said man became a living soul, a living soul, a living soul. But we all know that God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Now, Adam that was first made, even though he was an everlasting man, he was not meant to die. Hallelujah. He was not meant to, he wouldn't have died physically if he didn't eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He wouldn't have died. Praise the Lord. But despite that, the Bible says, God breathed his nostrils and man became what? A living soul. Now we all know that God is not a living soul. 
God is not a living soul. So Adam was not made in his image and after his likeness, so to say. Because his image and likeness is not a living soul. God is a quickening spirit. Not a living soul. So Adam was made a living soul in the process of becoming a quickening spirit. A quickening spirit is a life-giving spirit. God, who quickeneth the dead and colored those things that be not as though they were. God is a quickening spirit. He's a life-giving spirit. What he does is to quicken, give life, give, because that is what he has. As the father had life in himself. God had life. You see, the whole gospel, the gospel is a life-giving project. The gospel is a life-giving project. Anything short of giving of life is not gospel. Because what God, who God is, what God has, is what he wants to give to, God wants to, see, the desire of God, you see, we, Jesus Christ is the, we say is the, the living son of God. What, you know, kept playing on my heart <laughs> is that God wants many living sons. Many living sons of God. Many living sons that will walk the, 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 the face of the earth and it's going to happen. <laughs> it's coming to pass that many living sons of God will walk the face of the earth. That is the reason why Jesus came. Jesus came so that many will have life. Hallelujah. So, I thank God for what is... You see, the, the more we are hearing about everlasting life, the more faith for it is rising in the heart the more we are seeing the possibility of it, that it is actually possible to inherit everlasting life. It is possible to become an everlasting man. It is possible to become an everlasting woman. It is possible to be a living son of God. There is, there, there is so much declaration, declaration, revelation, unveilings, proclamation about everlasting life. Just like, you know, at some point, there was so much about talk about the new birth, about being born again. Some years ago, being born again was archaic. It was not to be spoken openly. When you talk about you are born again, people look at you, hey, 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 some people tried to take you away from it. It was, it was strange. It was despised. But after some time, if you are not born again, you are not in vogue. People will even lie that they are born again, even when they are not born again. Especially when they are looking for wives in the church. <laughs> they know that born again so we not marry people who are not born again so when they come to are you born again they say yes Where, which church do you attend they tell you they call a common church a popular church say that's my church because you are not accepted if you are not born again 
Why? It became the gospel of the new birth. You know, went so far that every, everybody became aware of it and everybody began to see the need to get born again. And so everywhere is filled with born again. And born again people who are just born again, they are causing trouble. They are causing trouble. When, if you tell some people, if you want to enter business with some people and you say you are born again, they will be careful with you. They don't trust you. They don't trust you because they feel you can cheat. You are just using the, the born again thing to make you accepted. If they prefer to stay, to, for you to say that I smoke, I drink, say, okay, let's talk. But once you say you are born again, they will run away. Why? Because the born again is not the end of the journey. It was the beginning of the journey. At some point, being born again was such a, a good thing because of the doctrine that came along with the new birth. The doctrine of repentance from dead works, which is not so much accompanying the new birth these days. A lot of people got born again these days and uh, they entered into the doctrine of, it's not a doctrine, they entered into motivation teaching that does not, it does not tell you so much about what has happened to you and what is expected of you. Rather, they push you to some kind of um, expectations, some kind of, of um, what race that is not meant for the new creation man. It's not the way the new creation man should beat. Praise the Lord. But those days, when you say somebody is born again, you are born again, you, there, there is a, a drastic change about your conversation. Because there is an initial washing in the soul that comes with the new birth. There's an initial washing. You see people getting born again, they will stop going to parties. People get born again, they will break relationships that are almost leading to marriage. They will break it and say, no, I cannot do this again. I'm just born again. I know of a woman uh, who was from Denmark who married um, Derek Prince. Derek Prince. Yes. Derek Prince is um, age mate of um, the Hagen. Lydia Prince was her name. She, she was in her 30s and she had waited for this young eligible bachelor to propose to her. She had waited. Handsome young man. She waited and waited and waited. All of a sudden, a question just rose up from inside that there's something more to life. And she said, I want to go and look for this thing. There is something about life that is beyond marriage. Before the man came, said, I want to look for it. A question just came. She started praying and asking and then she had an encounter. And then the man she had been waiting for came. I said, okay, can I, will you marry me? And I said, no, 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 no. Hold on. I'm looking for something. When I get it, I'll let you know. A man she had been waiting for, for a long time to propose to her. Immediately that question came up. It was God that stirred up that question in her heart. Immediately that question came up. The man now came. To let you know that a lot of things we are looking for. <laughs> when you follow God, the thing will come to you on a platter of gold. Yes. It will come 
on a platter of gold. It will now be for you to reject it. Sure, you understand? So I, well, I don't even know why I'm talking like this, safe. I wonder why I'm talking this kind of story. I remember those days, you know, when we got born again. You know, ladies, the kind of guys they will be looking for to date them, they will come looking for you as an SU. Say, come, uh, come and come and come and follow me. Escort me to Germany. I will say, escort you to Germany. Say, I'm going for board meeting. Say, eh, board meeting. So, what one? Which one is my own? Say, Quacon, say, Milo, no, no. But I'll buy your tickets, I'll give you BTA, and I'll, I'll, I'll now ask a funny question. I said, So, when we go, go to Germany, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> will, will you put me in a separate room? Say, Ah, why not? Why, 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 why now? Say, Ah, Germany, <laughs> Uh, and that is what that is what unbelievers are looking for. They can die for such a guy. Somebody will just say, come and escort me to Germany. Just like that. Unbelievers will die to have such a thing. But because you have become a born again Christian, the devil wants to use it to entice you. So I just look at my name. When I was going for youth service, where, where am I telling this story? I was going for youth service. So this family friend, I just met him with our, one of our families. He said, Helen, what's in London? I said, London. He said, yes, now. I said, follow you to London. To go and do what? He said, just follow me. I'll buy your ticket. I'll give you money for shopping. I'll do. I said, ah. I said, I'm an SEO Jerry. I don't go on such journeys. <laughs> you know, but unbelievers will be dying to have such opportunities. He begged, I said, in fact, I'm going for uh, orientation camp. I don't have time. He said, orientation camp. What is that? He said, is it not a soldier that he was a retired major? He said, is it not a soldier that is there? I will tell him that you are following me and he will give you a clean slate that you came to camp. I said, I'm an SU. I'm an SU. I don't go on such trips. Those are things that accompany the new birth of those days. Uh, they accompany the new birth of those days. They can't use London to trick you. They can't use Germany. They can't use a, no nothing, nothing, nothing. So one day, you know, he was he later he later became my convert because he got born again. One of those days, he just when he had tried everything and he discovered I was not shifting. So he just looked at me one day, he just got up in his office and knelt down. Elderly man knelt down and said, I want to be born again. Lead me to Christ. And he became born again. So one of those is, you know, we, 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 I followed him somewhere. So we're coming back. I said, ah, that I'm even trusting God to get a car. He looked at me and said, what? Helen, you are believing God to get a car. He laughed. Ah. He said, this God you are serving. He will profit you. I said, why? He said, that time I was chasing you. If you had told me that it's a car you need, I will give it to you on a platter of gold. This is what you are just now believing God for. <laughs> those were things that accompanied being born again those days. 
Praise the Lord. So this lady I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about this lady. The guy now came and said, I want to marry you. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm looking for something. When I finish getting that thing, then we can talk. So eventually she had an encounter and she got born again. And she was on fire. She had an, a serious encounter. She was on fire. So the guy came back. Young and some man that he had been waiting, she had been waiting for all her life to just propose to her. The man now came back and said, hey, what's today? I am here now. I'm ready to marry you. And she said, ah, no. No. That cannot be again. Considering what I have found, I can't marry you again. Considering that was a new birth. That was new birth, being born again. Say, considering what I have found, I can't marry you again. The man said, ah, but you have always loved me. You were waiting for me. He said, yes, that was before I found what I found. Now, what did she find? New birth. And with that new birth, God led her, led her, led her to Jerusalem. Those days of uh, war and all those things. She forgot everything that she ever labored for. Forgot her father's uh, estate. She left everything behind. They sold her father's estate when the Lord told her to go for missionary uh, journey. So this thing. They sold her father's estate and gave her the money. The mother said, at least you are going for mission. You don't belong to any missionary body. Take this money. At least it will help you on your journey. She now went for a program. And uh, another missionary came. And the Lord said, that money that they gave you from your father's estate, give it to this missionary and go empty-handed to Jerusalem. That was in her 30s. In her 30s. So she went to Jerusalem and she was there. And the assignment she was doing, the book is Assignment in Jerusalem. The assignment she was doing there was to pick babies from war, victims of war, babies whose uh, children, parents have been killed. She was picking them. She had Jews. She had blacks. She had all sorts of children. She now started an orphanage. The Lord said, be taking care of them there. And she did that from her 30s until she was 50. And then there a prince now came along when she was 50 and saw her doing, taking care of children. And the Lord told the prince, marry her, Lydia Prince. The Red prince was 35 years old. For your information. And she was 50. The Red prince was 35. So they got married and they had a fantastic ministry together. Fantastic ministry. They had different children they later moved to the to the US, I guess. She was Danish. And had a they you must have heard about the prince. It's the them Kenneth Higgins uh, contemporary. They had a fantastic ministry together. Fantastic. The prince ministry shut up because of his marriage, obedience to marry that woman. That was the new birth. And the things that came with it. Praise the Lord. That was how powerful it was then. They didn't have, she didn't have biological children of her own. So they lived together until she was about 70. Then she died. 
the prince now remarried and had his own balloon. But all those children, they answer the prince's name. They grew up with them. They took care of them. Fantastic, uh, this thing. That was new birth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a foretaste of what God is calling us into. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Now, the new birth is to enable us see the kingdom. Now, Jesus, to see the kingdom means to see life. Because the kingdom is life. Jesus Christ interchangeably used kingdom and life. So he, he said in some places, he said you will not, it is better that you enter into life lame. That is enter into the kingdom. So the reason for the new birth is so that you can see life. You can, that is the reason for the new birth. You can see life. That's the reason for the new birth. You got born again to be able to see life. To see life there means to comprehend life. To understand life. Real life. Not the one that the devil has sold to man. The life they are talking about he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Is it the kingdom or the kingdom of God? John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. <laughs> the kingdom of God. Do. So, what is the kingdom of God? He cannot see the life of God. Except a man be born again. So, we were born again to be able to see, to understand the life of God. There is a life that is in God. When you say God, when you call God, you are talking about eternal life. There is no God when there is no eternal life. There is no God. God, everything about God is about life. So he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the life. So you were born again to be able to see the life of God. To be able to comprehend the life of God. To be able to understand the life of God. That is the reason for the new birth. Now Nicodemus was asking, okay, how can a man be born again? Is it uh, that he will be small again? He will enter his mother's womb. Jesus said, you don't understand. That the, the real thing is that you need to enter into life. Eh? 
the real thing, the core of the matter is that except a man, when you see life and you do life, you will be born. Except a man be born of what? Of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into life. Hallelujah. Hey, hey. He cannot what? Enter into life. So what God is calling us to is to come and enter into his life. That is why we got born again. That is why God made man. God made man. You see, God is so awesome. All of us like this. God wants to see his life. Being the life that everyone will be living out. God wants a community of life beings. Hallelujah. Amen. Men that we have his life. He wants to distribute his life into men. That is his pleasure. That is his joy. To have men. Look, look at, look at, um, look at, uh, I was li- reading um, uh, Revelations chapter 21. When the new Jerusalem came down from heaven out of God, it came down from heaven from God. They said, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will do what with them? <laughs> and he will do what with them? He will dwell with them. And he will be their God. And they shall be his people. What kind of men will God dwell with? The heavenly Jerusalem. That great city. And they went to describe the city. That the city had the glory of God. Eh? And our light is like a what? Jasper. What kind of people? He was going to. He, God was comfortable with them. That, that, is, that has always been his desire. A people who have tried, he said, for, for her light to be like jasper, like unto a precious stone. And that it means that that city has trapped everlasting life, has trapped eternal life. God was comfortable. But when he made Adam in the garden, he didn't come to dwell with Adam. What was he doing? He would come and visit. And go back. He will come and visit. And he will go back. He will come and visit. What was his intention? He planted in the garden. The tree of life. So that one day. Adam will grow. And partake of the tree of life. And then he will, he will, be, he will trap. The very essence of God. And then God will come and be tabernacling with Adam and his siblings and, and his uh, children. Are you, seeing, are you seeing the desire of God? What God wants, he, the kind of God, of man that God wants is a man that has trapped his life. Anything short of that is not God's desire at all. So the new birth is not sufficient. You know, when we used to quote this scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We used to think that the moment you got born again, you have everlasting life. So when this uh, understanding of light, of getting everlasting life, started coming, people started wondering, ah, ah. Shabi, they say, when you believe, you have everlasting life. When you got born again, you didn't have everlasting life. If not, all the rest of the scriptures will be unnecessary. They will be null and void. Every other scripture will not be necessary. The Bible will not say, those who do this and do this will not inherit everlasting life or eternal life. The Bible with Jesus Christ will not say with his own mouth that this is the will of God that he that seeth if anyone seeth the son because when you got born again you didn't see the son no. you don't even have ability to see the son when we got born and it's a condition for having everlasting life it's a condition he that seeth that's a John chapter 6, uh, verse um, 39 and 40. And this is the will of, this is the Father's will, which had sent me, that of all which he had given me, I would lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day those god has given him he should not lose them but that he should raise them up at the last day now when they are raising they raise with life praise the lord at the last day now verse 40 now says and this is the father's will which has sent me that of all which he had given me I should, no, 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 no. Verse 40, verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son, everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him should have, may have, may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day everyone which seeth the son now the son here is the begotten son the everlasting son the everlasting son the begotten son because in him dwelleth the fullness of the godhead bodily now, how did they raise this son? Sons are raised by life. There is no sonship without life. What makes a son is life. Different levels of life. Hallelujah. So, if when we got born again, we, are, we have everlasting life, Jesus would not make this statement. That of all that they have given him, he should not lose any, but he should raise them up at the last day. And those that the Father has given you, anyone that seeth the Son, and when you got born again, you didn't see the Son. 
you just believed. You believed without comprehending. You believed without knowing. It takes knowledge to acquire life. Because you must see life. Seeing life there is seeing the laws that govern the life. Hallelujah. So when a man got born again, he didn't see life. Some people got born again and for 50 years, they have been born again and they are not seeing nothing. It is possible to get born again and remain at the borders of the new birth. Do religion small, do church small, do some kind of holiness. I even discovered that the holiness that we practiced then was not the true holiness. Praise the Lord. There's a measure of separation that occurred to us when we got born again. A measure. But real holiness cannot be attained except a man is opened to revelation. Revelation gives you substances that will make you holy. Things must be given to you to make you holy. Now, when you are being raised, a holy man, they are raising you with substances. Like the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 3. Say, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Why these blessings? Why these spiritual blessings? According as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The reason for the blessings. So you must partake of these blessings for you to be holy and to be without blame before him in love. Why do we need to be holy and to be without blame? Having predestinated us, Unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. The reason for us being holy is because of the predestination of adoption of children. Now, children here are sons. You have been predestinated to be adopted as a son. Now, adoption is not like the one we do in the world that you give birth, somebody else gives birth to a child and then you go and take the child and do some legal documentation and then it becomes your adopted child. No. The child, if they go and do DNA of the child, they will know that it's not your child. It was adopted. This adoption here is such that 
the DNA of God will be inside you. They adopt you by life. They communicate life to you. Substances that will give you life, that will change your nature, that will make you just like, they make you the child that God gave birth to. Because God births, God gives birth, God begets, he begets, God begets, and he begets by life. Hallelujah. So when I was saying that the holiness of those days that we thought was holiness, a lot of things were defined as holiness that are really not holiness. Because true holiness comes by revelation, by understanding of laws, of doctrine. I, I, I was listening to Femi. Femi read um, Romans chapter 6. That is the process of holiness. Revelation that will deliver doctrine that you will obey from the heart. As you obey doctrine, you are being changed. You are changing and then you are becoming holy. Doctrines of Christ will make you holy. So those blessings were given to us to make us holy. Hallelujah. And the reason for that holiness is because of the predestination of adoption of children. You have been predestinated according, having predestinated us to the, unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. By Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one that is going to adopt us. How is he going to adopt us? He's going to give us things that constituted him. Things that made him up. He's going to give it to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what are the things that made him up? His life. Life. The father raised him as a son with life. If God had life in him, he cannot have a son that has death inside him. That would not be God's son. God's son must also be full of life. And if it is God's son, he must have the life of God. Now, the life of God is everlasting life and eternal life. Hallelujah. The life of God is everlasting life. Everlasting life is the stature that God wants to raise in his son. A son of God, a son is he that has acquired everlasting life. They now give you eternal life as a reward. Hallelujah. The stature of everlasting life must be raised in a son. When you see a son, now there are levels of sonship. Praise the Lord. There are levels of sonship. If you are going to be, I said something that God is not a living soul. God is, they call him the living father. The living father. Hallelujah. He said, as the father had life in himself, so had he given to the son. Are you seeing what he gave to the son? His life. He gave to the son life. What kind of life? His own kind of life. The son said, all things that the father had are mine. All things, all, all, not some. 
If not, he will be 95% son of God and then another 5% something else. He will not be a complete son. Hallelujah. That's why he will not be fit to sit on the throne. The Bible says the fullness of the Godhead, the fullness of the Godhead, what is the Godhead full of? What is the Godhead full of? Life. The fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in him. It pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. What is that fullness? It's life. Everlasting life. The life of the Godhead is everlasting life. The life, that's why it is the life of the holy place. A man that has trapped everlasting life is a man that is fit for the most holy. That the life of the most holy is a man that is fit for the most holy. Everlasting stature is the stature of the most holy. Hallelujah. The stature of the most holy is the life of God. And what God, like I said, what God wants us, what God, why God created man is so that man can share in his essence. Man can share in his life. These things, they are no longer like a salmon to us. The more we are hearing it, the more real these things are becoming to us. So one thing I want to like to encourage us is keep hearing. Don't ever stop hearing. And the more we are hearing, the more tangible these things are becoming to us. Praise the Lord. So keep hearing. Keep hearing because faith comes by hearing. We heard so much about the life that is in Christ that we began to long for that life. So also now we are hearing so much that the desire of the heart is that is when I look at the Lord, in my, I imagine him in my, in my spirit. I look at him and I say, Lord, I want everything that is inside you. I want that thing that makes you up. I want everlasting life. I want just give me, give me, give me. Give me everlasting life. And when you are wanting such things, there's a way your taste bud for other things die. In the light of everlasting life, other things don't make sense to you again. Why? You weigh them side by side everlasting life. They don't stand. What, what, what makes everlasting life thick? What makes it better much more better than anything a man can ever desire. The definition of the, the quality of life it is. The Bible calls it incorruptible, undefiled, and that fades not away. That is everlasting life. Incorruptible. So other things, you put it side by side, everlasting life. You look at it, you are corruptible. You can be defiled. You will fade. Everything that this world can offer. Everything the devil can use to pull you, what you will use to defeat it is that qualification of everlasting life. When you weigh it, you look at it, okay, you know, wars we cease. Strivings we cease. When conviction and persuasion of everlasting life hits every soul, 
you will judge everything by everlasting life. What is it? What is it that you can give up everlasting life for? When, you, when I look at it, I say, this thing is corruptible. <laughs> this thing can be defiled. This thing will fade away. It will fade away. He said, Thou, O Lord, in the beginning, has created the heavens and the earth. That's Hebrew chapter 1. Hebrew chapter 1. And thou, Lord, in the beginning, has laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the works of thine hand. They shall perish. Heavens and the earth. They shall perish. But thou remainest. What made them to remain? What is making him to remain? The life that they used to fabricate him. The life that they gave him is such that he does not diminish. They shall perish, but thou remainest. We should desire strongly this kind of state. A man that will remain. Hallelujah. When a man is like this, nothing means anything to him again. He's above every other thing. Is better. Is better. No wonder the Bible says in the last days that men will be more precious than gold of offer. Why? What will make them precious? They have trapped things because gold, the Bible says gold, as precious as it is, though tried with fire, it will still perish. You know, when gold is tried by fire, it is refined. It becomes very, very pure. But the Bible says, though it is tried by fire, it will perish. But they said a man, they are talking about a man here, that this man, he created the heavens and the earth. He laid the foundation of the earth by his hands. And the heavens are the work of his hand. He said they shall perish, yes. But thou remainest. They shall wax old as dot a garment. They shall wax old and as a vesture. They shall, but thou remainest. They all shall wax old as dot a garment. Are you seeing something? Everlasting life, everlasting man versus creation everlasting man versus creation don't you want to be everlasting do you want to trade everlasting for creation <laughs> you know there are so many things I I'm just jumping into many many things now it's like I'm not coordinated but just follow me. Everlasting life versus creation. Thou remainest and as a vesture 
shall thou fold them up and they shall be changed. Everything can change. Visible and invisible. They shall be changed. But thou art the same and thy years shall not fail. Thou art the same. I want to be like this kind of man. Jesus Christ, they are showing us Jesus, the son, the, the living son of God. This is what he became by reason of the life that he trapped. He became unchangeable. He became, he, he, he became a being that will remain. Because the life that framed him is incorruptible, is undefiled, and does not fade. It does not fade. It does not diminish. It is the life of God. Praise the Lord. Now, the life of God, when you're talking about the life of God, you're talking about the everlasting life and eternal life. Without everlasting life, you cannot approach eternal life. We have been taught that everlasting life is the stature or the image for eternal life to rest upon. So what am I saying? It is God's will for man to come to everlasting life. Now you say somebody is living because he has trapped everlasting life. He's living. He, you will live and live and live until you now become living. Now, I said you get born again so that you can live. You get born again. You were quickened in your spirit so that you can trap life. Hallelujah. Christianity is about trapping life and trapping life and trapping life and trapping life to the fullest. That is Christianity. It's a project of life. If you engage in religion, you will not trap life. Hallelujah. So I said, if when we got born again, we have everlasting life, then every other scripture will be irrelevant. We should just close the Bible and go home. There's no need to be reading the epistles. There's no need for epistles. The reason for the epistles is to give us revelation of that life. Revelation of life. That the Bible says, except a man be born again, he cannot see the life of God. So the reason for the new birth is so that you can see. To see there is to comprehend. To understand. When you say understand, you are beginning to see that there is a life that runs in God. And that life has laws. And when you see that life, you see the laws, then you begin to obey the laws. As you obey the laws, you will be living. Jesus said, I go to my father. The world seeth me no more. But you will see me. I, 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 is he lying? 
You will see. Seeing him, there is not seeing him in a vision. You will see me because I live. You shall live also. You need to live. That's why you must see me. If you don't see me, you cannot live. So when you got born again, did you see him? You didn't see him when you got born again. You, they just told you, believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he rose again from the dead for your justification and confess him as Lord. And you did that. Finish. You didn't see nothing. Even if you saw a vision of him, you have not seen him. You, you cannot immediately see the sun when you got born again. You can't. You don't have the ability to see the sun when you first got born again. If not, Paul will not write in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that when I came to you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Now, spiritual people are those who have seen Christ and they have engaged the laws of Christ to move from carnality to spirituality. So you see that there is a process to seeing the Son of God. He said, when I came to you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. This is where everybody started from. Nobody started off being spiritual. Nobody was born again and became spiritual. You know, we have this, uh, we, 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 have, we use language to describe things that are not true. Because somebody got born again and is tortuous and is prayerful, is tortuous. Is prayerful. Is uh, pious. You say he's a very spiritual man. Say that man is deeply spiritual. It's deeply spiritual. No, he's not spiritual. He's tortuous. He's religious. To be spiritual, you must have fed on something. Paul was talking about food. Transition from carnality to spirituality. You need to eat. You need to eat. He said, when I came to you, I could not speak to, unto you. This is how they feed you. By speaking. I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. But as unto carnal. Everybody got born again being carnal. So when you are carnal, you cannot have everlasting life. Everlasting life is not the life of carnal people. Carnal people cannot comprehend the laws of everlasting life, says the Bible. Abeko, this is it's so clear. Paul made it clear. When I came to you, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Now, a lot of times we mistake religious people for spiritual people. I, how you know that somebody is religious? They are very mean. Religious people, they are very mean. They don't have mercy. They don't have mercy. Who is a religious person? He's somebody that will catch his brother doing something bad and we'll be so excited to blow it. 
when we be telling them to live holy, they will not agree. Now we have caught them in the act. Religious people say we caught him in the act. In the they they are excited about exposing other people's wrongs, shortcomings. They don't understand that thing that say love covers. They take delight in the name of the Lord. Say it's good to expose evil. It's a lie. It's a different thing if the, the first thing a spiritual man will do when a spiritual man sees a brother that is that falls into that kind of a thing, you don't want anybody to know about it. You want to cover it. The only reason you will let another person know about it is because you want the person helped. You want the person helped. If you can handle it on your own, you handle it. Say, imagine so. Let's not tell anybody. We have done that several times. There was something we were discussing one day in the pastor's meeting. Pastor Moses was knowing for the very first time. He said, hey, you mean this kind of a thing has been, <laughs> has been happening in this ministry and uh, nobody knew about it? He said, ah, in this ministry, we walk in love. Whoa. <laughs> because we told ourselves we will not tell anybody. Because we wanted to help the person. Unfortunately, the person refused to be helped. That was why Pastor Moses ended up knowing about it. But for years, we kept it among ourselves. Nobody knew. If I went, we now, we're now looking for counsel on how to handle it. We told, uh, we told who did we tell? One, one, um, we told our father, Baba Ezekiel, he said, what? He said, what are you people doing with that? We're trying to save. So, a spiritual man is he who has learned of Christ. A spiritual man has learned of Christ. There is so much to learn of Christ to make a man spiritual. So, he told Paul, told them, he said, when I came to you, I, did, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canon. As unto babes, nobody gives birth to a full-grown child. You give birth to babies. Babies will grow to be children. Eh? Children will grow to be sons. Praise the Lord. So also is the, is, is, it is in the kingdom of God. They give birth to us as babies. And then we feed on milk. We feed on milk. Say, I have fed you. I have fed both you onje, 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 food, food. I fed you. What was the food I gave to you? Milk. With milk and not with meat because you cannot bear it. Now, when you come to meat, you are coming to the revelation of Christ. That is meat. When they begin to feed you with meat, who shall meat there is knowledge. Knowledge of Christ. So that you can assess the life that is in Christ. I said Christianity is about life. 
life from life to life. Jesus said, he said this so clearly, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So it is from one level of life to another level of life. You acquire level in, you acquire life in stages. Why? Because acquisition of life has to do with learning, with knowing, with knowledge. You can't acquire everlasting. Jesus said, let's look at John chapter 17. John 17 from verse 1. Acquisition of life has to do with knowledge. You have to know to have life. Praise the Lord. This word spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life. Look at the power they gave to him over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. This is what Jesus kept saying throughout his life. He, he, he was so clear about his mission. He was so clear about his, uh, his uh, what do they call it now? Job description. It's giving life. Giving life. He gave him power over all flesh that he might give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Now I said, Eternal life, the Bible says the, the, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. That is the gift of, that is the promise of God. This is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Now, eternal life is the life of the Godhead. The Godhead is, is raw eternal life. Hallelujah. It's raw eternal life. That is God. But you I, now said something, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is life eternal. So, getting life has to do with knowledge. Now, when you got born again, you can't have the knowledge of eternal life. It's raw life. So, the Bible says, it said in Isaiah, whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Are you seeing why? You, are you getting to know now that when we got born again, we didn't have eternal life. We didn't have everlasting life. Because there has to be a process. Whom shall he teach knowledge? That is, whom shall he feed with meat? Whom shall he give meat to eat? Meat is knowledge of Christ. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept. This is how they give knowledge. So, and when you are giving knowledge, it means you are giving life. Abeko, knowledge of what? It's knowledge of life. 
Precept must be upon precept. Line upon line. That's how they communicate knowledge. That is how they give life. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line here a little. There a little. Are you seeing that? So if you got born again and they give you, you say you have everlasting life. It means you swallowed everlasting life. No DD. You swallowed it, Lodidi, as a whole. You carried everlasting life like this and swallowed it at once. Now, because <laughs> that, that is the only way you can have everlasting life when you got born again. But if it is the real everlasting life that we are talking about, they communicate it, what? Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. That's how they give knowledge because you can't get that life without the knowledge of the life. Hallelujah. So, you can't even get the knowledge of everlasting life immediately you got born again. Because Jesus, uh, Paul said it, he said, the carnal man cannot understand the things of the spirit because the carnal man give it to me. That's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians. But the natural man receiveth not. <laughs> the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know. When you can't know, then it means you can't have life. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That is, they are supernaturally understood. They are supernaturally what? Understood. So, a natural man or a carnal man cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. What are the things of the Spirit of God? What does the Spirit of God communicate? The Spirit of God communicates truth. Truth that gives life. That is why Paul, when he got to the Corinthian he said, these people are natural, they are carnal. I can't communicate things, spiritual things to them. I need to feed them with milk first. When they take milk, they, they are weaned. Then I begin to introduce meat to them. Knowledge of Christ. Here a little, there a little. Here a little, there a little. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Because you, you it, it, it is so, even in the natural, you don't give a primary school student uh, what are those things that they solve? Calculus. Somebody that is in <laughs> eh? even in the natural, a child goes to learn A, B, C, D. Is that not what you start the child? Where you are going to, you want the child to be a professional. 
But you don't take him to loot, Idiaraba, at age five and give to a professor. Professor, Egba, my child wants to be a doctor. If I want my child to be a doctor, take for me. The professor, the best the professor can do for you if he loves you so much is to take the child from you and take the child to a nursery school where he will learn to sing nursery rhymes. A for apple, B for ball, C for cob, D for dog, E for egg. And you must use things that the child is familiar with to teach the child knowledge. A is for apple. Oh, yeah, say it. A is for apple. B for ball. C for cup. D for door. You are training the child to be a doctor, a consultant. But you don't take him to lab to go and be the assetting cadaver at age five. So, if life, getting life, is dependent on knowledge, this is life eternal, that they might know thee the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. If it is dependent on knowledge, then knowledge must be taken from the beginning. A is for apple, B for ball, C for cup. All of us, we, we must go through that when we get born again. There is our A is for apple in milk. Hey, it's for apple. We don't even know how we look in the realm of the spirits when we first got born again. We are like those children in nursery one, singing nursery rhymes. We go with pampas. Uh, you don't understand. May God make us to see ourselves. To understand how we behave in the realm of the spirit. Then you know that, you know a lot of people, they can shout, they can pray. But when you look at their bum bum, there's pampas there. <laughs> it's not how much you can shout or pray. It's what have you been exposed to? What have you engaged in? What laws have you engaged in? Have you engaged in laws of Christ? Hallelujah. The laws of Christ, the laws that framed Christ. There is truth that framed Christ that you, you need to be exposed to, to frame you also, to raise you, to raise you from A is for apple. But you must take A is for apple. When you take it very well, then you can now begin to make a... Words. Simple, simple words, though. Do you tell a, a nursery two, no, by which, which year do they finish those uh, A's for Apple? I forgot. Where is nursery one or nursery two? The primary one. Do you tell a primary one child to spell atmosphere? Eh? The guy must be a genius. They start with little, little uh, words. You put C, the C-U-P, cup. C-U-P, cup. They would not even go to three. They start with two, at. Two letter words, at, on, in.
a lot of people don't want to learn. So, so you will not be thorough if you don't give yourself to learning at different stages. We need to recognize the level that we are at so that we can give ourselves to the learning that is meant for our level. Because where you are going to, you are going to the life of the Godhead. You must be thorough with your beginning. If eternal life is only by learning, by knowledge, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. They might know thee. So how did the father who had life in himself, how did he give the son to have life in himself? The son did what? He lent the father. He lent the father. The son was boasting. He said, as the father knoweth the son, so also the son knoweth the father. He had knowledge of the father, which means he had knowledge of the life that is in the father. He understood the laws that govern the life that is in the father. And by understanding it, he began to do those things. He said, what I see my father do, that I do. That is how they communicate life. By understanding, by knowledge. Jesus never joked with learning. He never joked with learning. He said it himself. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn. Learn of me. Learn of me. Learn of me. Say, ye have not so learnt Christ. If so be that you have heard him and you have, these are processes that a man must go through. You must hear him. You must be taught of him. For ye have not so learnt Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. There are things that made up Jesus. Of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace and grace for grace. For the law came by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus. What is inside him? Truth is inside him. Truth is the truth of life. Truth is the knowledge. The knowledge of Jesus. That can give life. If a man engages in it. Praise the Lord. So learning to get life. You cannot overrule it. That's why they said, after you are born again, you need to be born of the water and of the spirit so that you can enter into life. And how are you born? You see, you have understanding of the life that you are meant to take and then you obey what you see. And then you are born. You are born there means you are converted. You are changing. It is one change upon another. Is The process of the kingdom is from, is from one birth to another. You are batted, 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 batted. It is birth upon birth. 
Be born again. You are ba- Christ is born in you. Christ is formed in you by you seeing Christ, learning of Christ. And when you are learning of Christ, you are learning of the spiritual. You are learning how to be spiritual. And when you do, you see, it is not learning. I have a problem with people who learn and are not engaging in doing. I don't like it. Nobody is perfect in doing. But we must see you making efforts to do. In trying to do, you can fail. But when you fail, you quickly get yourself up and you continue. But there must be that disposition of the heart to want to do. To what? Because it is in the doing that we are blessed. How? What is the blessing? It is in the doing that you get the life. That is in, that is behind what you are what you are saying. Hallelujah. So you 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 see the spiritual by feeding on Christ. You see how a spiritual man ought to be, how a spiritual man ought to behave, how a spiritual man ought to act. How a spiritual man ought to react. You see, spirituality, then you begin to change from carnality. You begin to change from being a baby. You begin to say, I want to, we, we, instead of doing it in your body. Poo-poo, you are growing. You know, spiritual babies, pampas. If you don't remove the pampas, it will remain there. All they will do is just be crying. Be crying. Because they are, you, have, you have to be the one to go and check. Is he wet? Is the pampas soiled? Those are spiritual babies. Pastor! Hey! Alarm! Kilo Shele! Pampas is wet. Pampas is wet. And pastors. God gives pastors grace to change pampas. You change pampas, you wash bum bum. You change pampas, you wash bum bum. But after some time, when you ought to have grown to be asking for potty, and you are still asking for potty, some people remain at the level of changing pampas. They just like pampas. It means they are not growing. When you grow, sign of growth is responsibility. You begin to take responsibility for yourself and for others. That's a sign of growth. How do you know somebody is not growing? He was sick. He didn't come to to church. One day, two days, and nobody called. Pampas baby. Nobody loves me. 
That church, they don't have love. How can you imagine for two days I was sick? Nobody called me. Nobody asked after me. Hey, that, and they, they will not be preaching revelation, revelation. But a, a child that is growing to be responsible, we pick call and call the pastor. Pastor, I'm sorry. I can't make church today. I'm not feeling fine. It's responsible. I'm not feeling for, He will not take offense. He, he, will, he will make excuses. Maybe pastor didn't notice. Maybe the brethren forgot. You know too many programs. Maybe they are forgotten. Maybe let, let me just let them know that I'm not feeling fine. That's why I'm not in church. That's a sign of growth. The one that is not growing. We be from one place... Have you seen the way they behave in that church? They don't have love. Forget all the revelation. No love. Say, hey, what happened? Two days, two days I didn't come to church. Nobody asked after me. Pampas. So what we all do? Everybody, when we hear it, hey, let's go at the book Pampas, yo. Yo, sorry, yo. No vex, yo. Mabino. We, we pack orange. We pack apple. We pack... <laughs> We pack pampas. We put wipes. Let's go and wipe bum bum. Growth. It comes by knowledge. Understanding. When you are beginning to grow, you are beginning to acquire stature. There is a way you will not behave. There is a way a spiritual man will not become a baby in the church. When you are becoming spiritual, you are taking responsibility. If anything happens to the church, it is, it is your responsibility. That's the way you see the church. That's the way you see the fellowship. You see the community as your own. You are part of the community. You are becoming responsible. You are becoming spiritual.
Il te shika suvre pelia na kai te shiesus yono pave. Aini se amio tofi azia tulan taire bezinda. Like shi osias tempa achinta savin joya paya. And shall come to pass, says the Spirit of God, that even in the midst of my people, even in the midst of the church, even in the midst of the church, malnourishment in the spirit will be a thing of the past. It will be a thing of the past. For you see, in the advent of knowledge is the advent of a healthy church. I will make my church healthy. Mine will be healthy. They will be healthy by the reason of the meal that I'm making available. Even according to its cost. Even according to its level. Even according to its cost and according to the level of the people. Even my children. Even my seed that I'm watching over painstakingly to see that they develop. For you see, even the least among them, even the least among them will be an edifice of knowledge. Amen. Will be an edifice of knowledge. Amen. For it says, even my scripture has said, it shall come to pass and no one will say to his neighbor, know the Lord. Lord. For from yes. the least to the greatest, they will know me. Mm. That means from the least to the greatest, they will be healthy. Mm. They will be fat. Amen. They will be well nourished in mm. the spirit. And they will climb. They will climb. They will climb. Yeah, they will ascend. Yeah, they will ascend. For you see, growth is ascension. ascension. Growth is ascension. Hallelujah. Ascension is growth. Mm. And growth is ascension. For the shrubs, even the shrubs, even the shrubs are to become trees. Amen. They will become trees Hallelujah. by ingesting even the knowledge that I'm making available. Mm. You are in a season of knowledge. Hallelujah. You are in a season of knowledge. You are in a season of knowledge. I hear in my spirit growth. Speedy growth. growth. Yes. Speedy growth. Hallelujah. By reason of Hallelujah. the presence of meal. Amen. By reason of the presence of meal. Amen. For there is warfare, say the Spirit of God, yes. against your meal. But yes. I say fight to grow. Eat. Eat. Do not be distracted from the meal. Bend down and eat. Eat your food. Eat your food. Say eat of your food. Take the knowledge that's been made available. Yes. For you see, in not many days hence, you will see it added to your members. And you will see health. You will see stature. Amen. You will see health. You will see stature. Even Amen. standing upon the face of the earth. Amen. Oh, you will grow. You will grow. You will grow. You will grow. You will grow because you are in a season of growth. And meal is around. Meal is available. Meal is available. Abundance of meal. I'm not threatened by your carnality. I said, I'm a faithful father. I supply food for my children. I supply food for my children. And my children will grow. They will grow. And they will look like me. They will look like my son. And they will look like me. They will look. I fed my first son. I will feed you all. 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 I will feed you out of carnality. I will feed you into the spirit. And I will feed you to the throne. 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 Says the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha ha ha! 
<laughs> Hallelujah. You, you, know, you know why I'm excited. <laughs> God, God is committed. God is committed. He's committed to raising us up. He's committed. He's delighted. Which, which parent will give birth to a child and will not want the child to grow up to maturity? Which of you who are parents? You don't want your child to grow? Are you not committed to the growth of your children? God is committed. Ah! God is committed. God is committed. He's a better father than you are. <laughs> he said, you will go from pillar to post to make sure your child grows. To make sure your child amounts to something. You will go, you will do everything. Pastor Gide, what picture do you have of Emmanuel? A child forever. Better than yourself. So why will God give back to his own? And then he will be looking at you becoming a kure kure forever. God is committed. He has raised a first son. He has raised our Lord Jesus. He, gave, he raised him by life. He gave him life. He made him a quickening spirit. He's committed to see you rise up to the level of our Lord Jesus Christ. To make you a quickening spirit is the job of the Father. He's a delight of our Father. He's delighted. He takes delight better than you. Pastor Tokwe, how do you imagine Davida in the next 15 years? 20 years? What, what do you imagine of her? A woman responsible. Do you fold your hands to make that happen? You do everything to make it happen. <laughs> you do everything. God is not, is not looking at, he said he's not embarrassed at our carnality. He has solution. Onje, onje, food. Food is the solution to our carnality. What is food? Knowledge. Knowledge of Christ. They first bring to you. They give you knowledge of Christ. You will grow. They give you knowledge of Christ. You will grow. You begin to change suddenly from being carnal. You begin to stop behaving carnal. Knowledge. 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 We need to. He said you will see me. And that. You see that growth. That development is acquisition of life. It's life that is being laid upon life that is responsible for growth. It's not religious growth. It's growth of life. You begin to grow. God will supply all that we need. We all just need to take what is being supplied and be determined to live by what is coming. Hallelujah. Jesus said, as the living father has sent me, and I live by him. How, what, what does it mean to live by him? I live by what he gives. I live by what he supplies. What does he supply? 
knowledge of life. He supplies knowledge of his life, the life that is in him. And when the knowledge is given, he begins to do it. I like something that he said. You know, I'm picking this thing here and there. Praise the Lord. I like something that Jesus said, that as the living father, as the father knoweth the son, so does the son know the father. And because of that knowledge, there's something that that knowledge informed in Jesus. And I lay my life down for the sheep. It's a product of knowledge. It's a product of the knowledge that he has of the father. As the father knoweth me, even so know I the father. And I laid down my life for the sheep. <laughs> knowledge of the father. That is knowledge of everlasting life. Eh? This is what he put. Jesus, he didn't just know. Once he sees, he acquires knowledge, he begins to do. What he knew about the father is that the father is selfless. The father, that's what that's the knowledge he acquired from the father. He knew the father. Knowing God is not just knowing scriptures. Knowing God is not knowing scriptures. Knowing God, there's a way the knowledge of God comes. Pastor, you used one day I was sharing. He said, see the way you are talking as if you and God, you discuss. There is a knowing that puts in you, how do I put it? Um, an understanding. It comes with a clarity of the inner configuration of that person. You know, this is who he is. This is how he is. He's not just cutting scriptures. Having an understanding of what is couched on the inside of that being. There's a way Jesus Christ knew the father. He knew, ah, this person will give every, anything and everything. There, there's, there's a way, you see, there's a way I'm looking at. You know, people say, at, at times I feel maybe I'm doing too much. You know, you look at this person, what is wrong with this one? You want to help, you want to, and I, I think I, at times it's like, the way people react, it's like, is this mommy's or not too much? Why is she like this? And I started looking at God was now kind of bringing something. <laughs> he said, you don't know me. I am large hearted. I know the brother in Philippines that is not eating. I know the one that is crying in our corner in India. He's mindful of them. His heart is so large. He sees the one in Haiti that needs help. And he's thinking of how to help that one. He sees the one in uh, Ajegule that should be born again. He's, at the same time, he's orchestrating things to make sure this one is born again. His heart is so large. He's, he's mindful of the whole world. Eh? Oh no, Lomari. He will see the one in, uh, in uh, Long Island that didn't sleep, that wept all night long. And he's compassionate about him. He wants to reach the person. He's orchestrating somebody that he will send to that person to go and tell her, weep not my daughter. That's what they call father. What do they call him? Many multi-breasted. His heart is large. Hardly will it overlook a sigh. When you do, hmm. He noticed it. He knows why 
you did it. And he's thinking of how to bring a solution to that sign, to make you to stop sighing. So when he's going to raise someone, he will show that aspect of himself to you. Why is he doing it? So that he can enlarge your heart. You, you, you will be enlarged beyond yourself. That is the, the learning. I'm, I'm juggling Christ and everlasting life together. All the laws in one place. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, they start you with Christ. To begin to enlarge you bit by bit. The learning of Christ. Look not on it on your own things, but on the things of others. You begin to look beyond yourself. The threat of a carnal person is self-centeredness. I, me, and myself. Have you heard about that toddler's creed before? Hmm? You have not heard the toddler's creed? <laughs> okay. Toddler's creed. If it is my own, it is my own. If it looks like my own, although it's your own, if it looks like your own, my own, it's my own. If it is my own, your own and I want it, it's my own. Have you not seen children like that? They enter into somebody's house and they see a toy that looks like my, my toy. My toy. He said, no, it's not yours. He said, hey, we begin to cry. You have to beg the other child to allow him to play with it. My 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 and he will so cry as if the thing is on his own. You have to beg the other child, wait, Joe. You will give you back to let him just play with it. That's a toddler's creed. So if it is your own and I want it, it's my own. If it is my own. And I give it to you. And I want it back. It's my own. You want it back. It's my own. My own! So, they begin, when they are beginning to win you from carnality, they begin to win you from my own. My own. My own. You know the funny thing? It has been my own land. If it is spoilt and it needs to be fixed, it is your own. <laughs> you have not seen children. Yeah, he said, take your thing. Take your, he said, no, it's not my, he said, it's your own. Take, take now because it needs to be fixed. The moment it is fixed, it's my own. Is that the person you will give uh, everlasting life to? <laughs> Everlasting life is too is too precious to be given to somebody. We always say, "My yo, my yo, my." It's not for toddlers. So they use Christ to begin to win you from my own. They can send a brother to you to go and share your own with you, and the brother will do the thing, eh? your own. And then God will begin to instruct you. Say, yeah, look at the way he's using the thing. Look at the way he's using it. And the Lord say, ah, ah, for beer now. They want to win you from your own. 
They want to win you from the value you place on things. They do that to all of us. Your space. Your time. They want to win you from carnality. I don't have time for my life is regimented. I've calculated it. At social time, I do this. At social time, I do this. At social time, I do this. Nobody comes in between. No accommodation for any other person. It is me and my family. That's all. They will not throw you into the brethren life. Brethren have no respect for my own. If you don't do that brethren life very well and be one, you can't smell everlasting life. That's why everlasting life is not something you claim. That because you got born again, you for where? All those my own, they have to win you from it. They have to heal you from it. And it is by feeding. You eat, then they throw, they, then they lead you. You eat, they lead you. You eat, they lead you. They change your thinking pattern. They change your mindset. They bring another kind of reasoning to you. The reasoning of Christ. You begin, Christ will begin to tell you, this is the way to go about it. This is the way I will do it if I were in your shoes. They change you. They, as you obey, you are changing. You are growing. When you are able to tolerate your brethren better, you have grown. Abeko. Tolerance is growth. Ability to forbear is growth. To become more gentle is growth. Is growth. It's growth that makes you more gentle. Those days, God used to, you know, I, I never lived with um, younger people, so to say. I relate with people of my age and the same, this thing. So, we, we, we think alike. So, you understand? We think alike. We do things alike. We agree this is how it, it should be. And everybody just goes. We don't, we don't have to struggle over little, little things. But I now find myself with people who are, the generational gap is much. Like uh, uh, Brother Toba was telling somebody one day. He said, don't you know that when mommy went to school, they taught them very well. <laughs> that we, when we went to school, they didn't teach us well. <laughs> they he said they taught them very well. That, that's why you see her, she's very thorough. But the generation before me, they see my generation has not been thorough. You understand? They see us has not been thorough. My mother went to um uh, modern school those days modern school is between from modern school you can go to teacher training or some people go to secondary school but you now start from like uh, form 3 when you are finished modern school 
So she only did modern school. You understand? But her English, a lot of graduates don't speak the English she speaks. Those days, standard six, their English is impeccable. Standard six. She understand? So, it's like the generation is um, going down in um, quality. So, one time we went, I, w I went to the UK with Anu. So, we were to go, myself and my sister and Anu, we were going for a camp meeting. So, my brother, my younger brother, it was his birthday that day. So, we said, all of us, so, we are leaving this house by 12 noon. We said, agreed. We said, agreed. So, my brother, it was his birthday. He wanted to cook special breakfast for us and special lunch. So we told him, 12 on the dot, we leave. If you don't finish cooking this, your special food, you will eat it alone. He told us, no problem. So we kept, from the night, night before, we kept telling him, this is your special food, special breakfast, special lunch. If it's not ready by 12, we are gone. Do you know that by 12 on the dot, we were all ready. Eh? We were all ready. The food was, we ate breakfast. He made breakfast, made eggs, made everything. And then made fried rice, special fried rice. By 12 noon, everything was set. I said, ah, this is life. <laughs> but when I come back to my brethren, When, when I say 12 low, <laughs> when I come out, you see, so when they see me like this, they just carry buckets, they enter bathroom. <laughs> ha! Those days, I used to be sad. I will shout, I will scream, I will say, ah. I don't understand. I just don't understand. We all agreed yesterday for 12. As, as I'm coming out, I'm dressed. Coming out, going towards the car. You see somebody carrying buckets, entering bathroom. Say, ah, 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 ah. I will shout, I will scream. Generational difference. What <laughs> you <laughs> you know, those disciplines that we got from secondary school, who bound you to be late? So the Lord now started telling you, generational man, woman. Ha! Say, I want you to be gentle. I want, I, nothing irritates me like time, not keeping to time. I get irritated and I lose it. If you see anybody saying that mommy is something, mommy is something, 
Ask them, what did you do to mommy? But the Lord told me, you have to be gentle. You have to be gentle. You have to be. I don't see any reason why I should be gentle. When we have been saying it since yesterday, that this is time we are leaving. Lata no kilo day. Eh, just sit at home and be my lomo. <laughs> but in the learning of Christ, I had to start learning how to be gentle. How to tolerate shortcomings. It's hard on me. But a kilo day, kilo day, she be moti sucky me. I've said it. I've said it again. I've said it again. You will, ah, ah. So the Lord said, you have to be gentle. You know, the Bible talks about the gentleness of Jesus. Eh? The, the Lord told me, it was hard for me. Because we were not raised that way. You come late to school. You come late to school. My secondary school. You will fetch water for the first two periods. You will miss two classes. You go and fetch water from the well to the kitchen. You fetch water to the kitchen. Fetch water to the kitchen. Tomorrow, you will be the first to get to school. So they, they configured those things inside us. But there is a different configuration in Christ. So those are things you begin to learn when you are learning Christ. To be gentle. I have not perfected it because I still lose it. But behind my mind, I'm seeing Christ. The gentleness that is in Jesus. And to be gentle, it means you have to be able to forbear. To forbear. To overlook. To endure. To suffer long. Those are things we learn in Christ. To make us a perfect man. To make us a spiritual man. Spirituality is not closing your eyes and speaking in tongues from now to tomorrow. That's not spirituality. You know a spiritual man by gentleness. You know a spiritual man by long suffering. Forbearing. Look at uh, Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 1. This is what is called spirituality. It's not a, not a wearing green shoe. Or not smiling. You can wear green shoe, but something has been configured inside you. You have used the laws of Christ to form a nature. If you, are, if you walk around me, one thing you will know, I don't like it coming. I don't like it. Late coming. 
and I'm, I'm, but I'm becoming better now. Cause why did you come late now? Why did you come? You are supposed to resume work by nine o'clock. What is the time? Especially when you will come later, you will not tell me that you are coming late. Ah 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 ah. We will get there. We will get there. Eh? These are things we learn in Christ. These are the things that will help us to go for everlasting life. Look at what he says. Therefore, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. What is the vocation? What is your vocation? You don't know your vocation? It's everlasting life. That's your profession. What is your profession? Bible says Jesus is the high priest of our what? Of our profession. What is the profession? It's everlasting life. Your vocation, you are called on to everlasting life. He says you should walk worthy of it. So these are the things you find in Christ. Christ is what makes you worthy of everlasting life. When Christ has been formed inside you, hallelujah. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. How do you walk worthy? With all lowliness and what meekness, with long suffering, for bearing one another in love. These are the things that prepare us for everlasting life. These are the things that make us worthy. Work worthy. Of your vocation. Bible talks about in Thessalonians. He said that you might walk worthy of God. Who has called us to his kingdom and his glory. There is a worthy work. There is that which commends us to the understanding, the giving of everlasting life. Christ, this is a spiritual man. This is somebody who, has, who is learning Christ. Make you worthy. Forbearing one another. Ah. Hmm. So, I used to think that uh, I can endure the devil. I didn't know God wanted to expose me. When I started saying, shortcomings that I cannot, I can't imagine, man. What? What exactly is this? What's the meaning of this? It was later I discovered, you know, it was Baratoba that helped me to define the thing very well. He said, generation or mommy, won't come or gone. said, but our own generation, they didn't teach us well. <laughs> so that one, I will now begin, okay, begin, okay. It is generational gap. That is causing the trouble. Because our own teachers will tell us that our generation is a bad day. It's a bad day. 
I remember our vice president, our vice principal in secondary school. She went, she's a student, she's an old student of that same school. So she, she, she was the same principal that they had when they were in school, was still our principal. But by the time we were in school, she was already old. So when she came back to the school to come and be vice principal, she used to beat her head every day. Yeah! Sister Una is old, oh! See what you are doing. You, in our days, we dare not do this. Hey! She's saying, Sister Una is old, oh! Hey, that's the principal. The principal is old, oh! She's not, ah! She's not tricked again. Meanwhile, the strictness they gave us that time, if I give it to my people, they will call me a witch. <laughs> Proper witch. But to that generation, our generation was weak. But when you want to come down with that kind of discipline, you will run into trouble. So the Lord had to start telling me, you have to be gentle. You have to be what? Gentle. Because there is something that is in Jesus. When you learn Jesus, one thing you find about him is that the Bible talks about, give me that um, verse of scripture. Is it, um, is it Philippians? He said, when, uh, the, the gentleness and the, is it the kindness of Jesus? I think it's Second Corinthians 10.1. Thank you. Please give it to me. And I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. The meekness and gentleness of Christ. Who in presence I am base. Who in presence am base among you. But being absent and bold toward you. This is, this is what we learn in Christ. May we perfect this. The, the meekness and gentleness of, that is, is of Christ. Those are the properties, those are the virtues of Christ. Of Christ. Of Christ. This, this, these things, they, they, this is a spiritual man. This is how you know a spiritual man who is ready for the revelation of everlasting life. Because in everlasting life, your meekness level, Bible talks about all meekness in Ephesians. Your meekness level goes higher. Like Reverend said, the realm of the spirit is calibrated in humility and meekness. It is from one level of meekness to another. One level of meekness to another. One level of meekness to another. Meek, meeka, meekest. So the more knowledge of this being that you get, the more gentle you become. The more That does not mean that if you do wrong, I won't scold you. It's not good for you to be wrong. And I'll be looking, if I begin to look at you, I'll pack you up, which is not good. God said, whom I love, 
I correct and chastise every son that I receive. But in correction, you give room for generational Praise the Lord. Of Christ. Of Christ. The meekness and gentleness of Christ. Of Christ. is of Christ. I would say Christ is a spiritual man. So how do you know a spiritual man? You know a spiritual man by meekness. You know a spiritual man by gentleness. So the Lord told me, I want you to be gentle. I didn't even get it until one day my eyes just opened to the realm of the spirit. I saw heavenly men, array of heavenly men. Ah, I've never seen that kind of being in my life before. God is telling me this is heaven that you are coming. This is how they are in heaven. One, two, two. Come. You can't push them and they will push you back. You can't. Extremely calm. They, you know, they are configured to be calm. There's a, hey, wait, wait, wait. Why did you slap me like that? Why did, you, why did you push me? No, 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 no. You can't find that with them. Configured to be calm. The Lord showed me, showed me a vision of them. Ah. I began to scream. I cried. I fell on the floor. I'm in trouble. Hey, is this, what, is this how I should look like? <laughs> For weeks, that didn't leave my sight. What is God trying to communicate? He wants me to see who they want me to be like. That when they push you, you don't push back. Eh, you don't, we are quick to push back. We can't carry everlasting life like that. We will not be worthy of that life. Because that life is coming to configure in us. These things are real. I said God is desperate. They, they will feed us. They will give us the right meal. We will see so clearly. We will see God's expectation. But one thing I know is that God is rejoicing over us to do us good. God wants to see us rise up. One thing in closing that I saw during, was it last week? I was walking up and down. I think I shared it in the night, crossover night. I was walking up and down, walking up and down, doing, taking some exercise. And I just saw in my spirit, I was moving my legs. I saw in my spirit that God wants to see everlasting men walk the face of the earth and it's going to happen because the knowledge of it is coming to us gradually will be changing gradually will be rising we'll, until we, be, we will become full christ because we will trap all that is in christ and then we'll begin to get the knowledge of everlasting life everlasting men the world the earth was made for everlasting men the earth was not made for carnal men not even for spiritual men. It was made for everlasting men. 
And the way they will raise them, they will communicate knowledge to them. They will teach them things. They will do those things and they will begin to emerge. Very soon, everlasting men will begin to emerge. Our Lord Jesus is a pattern son. God fed him and fed him until he became everlasting. And he did that because of us. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll finish this thought. Let's begin to thank God.